So, uh, this sounds strange. I have two, well, I have, but I have a couple nephews, but the two, two of them, um, the oldest one, uh, he is a gifted athlete. He is just amazing. Our, our nickname for him growing up was the golden child, because really just everything came easy to him. And I was talking to somebody who knows Oregon um, basketball, and uh, he said that my nephew was probably one of the best Oregon uh, co collegiate basketball players uh, at that age. And he did go on to play for a short time pro uh, basketball, but that didn't really work out and joined the military. Um, anyhow, uh, so he's the golden child. Everything comes easy. My second nephew, um, he's actually my favorite. And he's a decent athlete, you know, he's just a normal athletic kid. But he's not his brother's caliber. But, and his name is Billy, and Billy, Billy will give everything 110%. He was not gifted, but boy, he will try and try and try and try. He wanted to be as good as his brother, but just never was. And the odd thing is, and this sounds terrible, just don't tell anyone, um, I really like my second nephew much better. Because, and not that he's, you know, I love both of them, but I think Billy just has more personality. Um, like even my mother once said I was shocked because my mother loves her grandchildren. She says, oh, I had lunch with Billy and um, she says, it's just so easy. Like Billy is just there and will tell you what's going on. And she said, I, so I said, well, did you have uh, lunch with Matt? And she said, yeah, but you know, that's always a lot of work. <laughs> and it is because the problem is if you're the golden child from grade school to college, you know what happens. Your ego gets part of your personality, that you're just always the best. Does that make any sense? Um, you're just a little bit better. You're one of the high school jocks. You're the college jock. You're just better than everybody else. And I hate to say it, kind of fused into his personality. And so it takes a lot of work <laughs> to be with that nephew. Because you have to, like, draw things out because it's just an honor that you get to sit at the table with them. Um, you know, I, I know I'm being kind of cruel, but it's true. And the problem is, is that um, he did enter the military and did well, but, you know, I don't think he's really ever going to shine because he never had to develop perseverance because everything came easy. And so even his personality, it's not easy. It's a lot of work. Billy, Billy... Um, wasn't gifted, but just as hard work, everybody enjoys Billy. When Billy does something, he gives it 110%. Um, and so my only point being is where you're going. I think our life is directed, and I have this very St. Augustine idea, our life is directed by both our deficits and our desires. Like my first nephew really didn't have any deficits. He was a golden child. And so, yeah, he was very accomplished, but he didn't ever develop deep desires for becoming better and better. Does that make sense? Billy has his deficit, but he also has this great desire for life to become better, the, the best in the military, the best. Um, he personally shows up. So, yeah, I think our deficits, we thank God for. And it gives us perseverance. So, 
Today's um, saint, St. Albert, kind of the same thing. St. Albert, um, he's the patron saint of scientists, and rightfully so. He was brilliant. But um, he wasn't a prodigy, but he did become a genius, and there is a difference. So early on, he was thinking about giving up his studies because uh, he wasn't achieving greatness. And he had this vision from the Virgin Mary. And the Virgin Mary appeared to him and says, said to him, if you practice perseverance, I will intercede for you. And Albert the Great does become one of the great scientists of the 13th century, actually of Catholic history. Um, he throws himself into study, study of everything. He was a, uh, his books are amazing. He published all this stuff on science, from everything from geology to biology to everything. Um, and he actually, you could say, came up with a scientific method because um, uh, all this wisdom is coming from the Greeks at that time period because Constantinople has fallen. So he's studying Aristotle and all this other stuff, but no offense, Aristotle and the philosophers had a lot of um, what do you call it? What they thought was facts. Facts like um, an eagle, and this was thought, an eagle, when it lays its eggs, it destroys all the eggs but one and only raises one. And, and this is typical of Albert. Albert questioned everything. So he had one of his monks actually stand guard over an eagle's nest and watch it and discovered, no, that's not true. But he didn't just do that with one thing. He did that with a thousand things. He wanted to know, is it true or not true based on observation? Does that make sense? So he really does become this great intellect, science, uh, uh, changes the world in the 13th century. He did become a bishop for a short time, but hated it. Because, you know, a bishop is more of a political position. <laughs> but he wants to pray and do science, so he left it. My point being is that Think about him and the Virgin Mary. Um, wow, I, I love that story because I kind of think the same thing. I want like this parish to be the best, but unfortunately, you know, I'm short and short-tempered and um, really disorganized. And I kind of think the same way in life, that, well, if I persevere and Mary prays for me, great things will be accomplished. Or take the blind man in today's gospel. Um, he has this deficit, his blindness, but he also has perseverance. No matter how many times people tell him to shut up, he just screams the more, Lord, have mercy. I hate when it says pity because pity and mercy are not the same thing. In the Greek, he cries out, Lord, have mercy. Um, but with perseverance and prayer, he gains uh, enlightenment. And he doesn't gain his sight, he does, but he gains enlightenment. So when Jesus says to him, what do you want? Now, I know I mentioned this before. Jesus will ask that for a lot of people in the gospel, but every time they have the wrong answer. The apostles want power or safety or wealth. Um, the blind man, when he's the first one who, when Jesus says, what do you want? What he says is, he doesn't say, I want to see. What he says in Greek is, I want enlightenment. That's a little bit different than physically seeing. Does that make sense? Um, and I love the fact that, once again, 
His deficit plus perseverance led to enlightenment. I mean spiritual enlightenment. And we're here to play the blind man. We're here to be following the footsteps of uh, St. Albert. Hopefully with perseverance and prayer, the Virgin Mary on our side, we too will gain, gain enlightenment. I really, for the kids out there, um, you know what I really hope for you? I hope life doesn't come easy. I hope none of you are the golden child. I hope like my nephew, Billy, you learn to work and work and work. It changes your life. Like Billy, he can show up to a relationship. He has no ego. Um, sometimes I think it's true. Our life is directed by both our deficits and our perseverance in prayer. Hello, this is Father Len McMillan. I'd like to take a moment to thank you for listening to our podcast. If they've been a blessing to you, I'd also like to invite you to prayerfully discern supporting the podcast financially. Your generosity would help support the ongoing production and distribution of the podcast. If you'd like to make a donation, you can simply click the link in the podcast description. Be sure to tell us your donation is for the podcast in the comment section of the submission form. Again, thank you for your support as we seek to share the good news of the gospel. May God bless you for your generosity.